Hello, and welcome to Great Hang, the greatest hang that's ever hanged. I'm your Hank Tim McLaughlin, coming to you with your other hang, Micah Fox. Hello, Micah. Yo, Tim. What it do, yo, what it do. Oh, man, I am in a good mood today. You are? Hell yeah, dude. I just found out they're laying a thousand people off at my work, so time's ticking. Yeah, now you can focus on the pod and making it better. What about that? Well, or I could focus on doing everyone else's job after they're fired. That'd be good, too. Win, win, win. Well, you got a job opening up. We have a guest today. Oh, we do? Yes, just a newly New York minted from Cleveland, Ohio. Everybody, please welcome my old friend, Mary Santora. Hello, Mary. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Thanks oh, for that's coming. good. It's great to meet you. Thanks for doing our show. Of yeah, course. thanks for yeah. doing it during the storm. I that's okay. I forgot that there was a storm. And then literally like 40 minutes ago, I was like, oh. She'll probably tell Mary she doesn't have to come in. She doesn't want to, but. Well, you know what's really funny is that being from the Midwest, I'm not used to walking everywhere. So, like, Mm. when I left this morning, the girl I'm staying with, she was like, dude, grab an umbrella. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what's fine? And she's like, no, if you're going to be like walking around, you need an umbrella. And then I was like, this is the most clutch. What, uh, accessory? Like, yeah. Because I'm used to just getting in the car, out of the car, into the building, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh right. Man. Oh, like in Succession, how they never wear coats because they yes. don't have to. You don't have to. You're like from Succession. I wore sneakers the other day during the when it was doing that sleeting shit over Oh, there. sure, yeah. I, I can swear. You yeah. can okay. swear, yeah. What are, <laughs> I got, you know <laughs> Tim, right? <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. I come from doing terrestrial radio all day, so making uh, that transition to being like, oh, um... But yeah, I wore sneakers the other day, and we walked like ten minutes from the train, and my feet were soaked. The yeah. rest of the, and then it's you got wet sock and. I put on my boots. We're big. Uh, ask Alexa what the weather is for the day, people. Mm. I also have a radar, two different radars on my phone because I am a fifty-year-old man. I was gonna say, you know what I heard recently that really upset me. And what is that, Micah? That people in the Pacific Northwest, PNW, for those mm-hmm. in the know, think it is. Um, gauche to use an umbrella really yeah because it rains so much there that it's obnoxious to use an umbrella you're supposed to wear like a rain slicker and move about your day and like mind mind your business i guess because it takes up so much space or they're so annoying now i will say this (laughs) i have no spatial awareness as is like my legs are constantly bruised from running into coffee tables and beds and stuff i hit at least three people within the first five minutes of using the umbrella today well in the city especially you got to like go either over the head or under the head or around the side it's a pain in the ass and then when people aren't paying attention it's like fuck you or oh, their yeah. umbrella will droop on yeah. you so i get it but yeah. it, as soon as i heard it i was like yes of course that makes absolute sense that it is classy to not use an umbrella and uh and now i'm bummed out it's classy to not use an umbrella because they're so annoying tim yeah. i guess Have but you did there? you but you saw jeff sheen today and his oh god i wish i got a picture of him today he looked like goddamn Paddington. He looked like Paddington. His little thing made him look like a little duck. He was wearing like a, a rain slipper. slicker with a, it had a little bill on it. Was it matching? Was it matching? It was all yellow. Like he a looked, two-piece? He looked like a little rubber ducky. That's we perfect. should have floated him down a river in Boston. <laughs> I love that. He looked, he looked like such a bitch today. Damn it. I wish I fucking got a picture. I told him, I was like, I wish my camera wasn't broken so I could have taken a picture of you. Camera on your phone is broken? Yeah. You're a train wreck. He took a photo of himself and it couldn't take it. Yeah, too hot. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's right. Off the registers. So, so Mary, you were talking about what? Okay, so since you're moving here, you're looking at houses. Yeah, apartments. apartments yeah. Sorry. I say yeah. house because I'm from the Midwest. That's okay. What is... And he's a boomer. Yeah, and I'm a, a boomer. And I think that we should all have our own homes. What, uh... What are your must-haves for an apartment here in New York? Okay, my must-haves, close to shit. I mean, like, mm. a block or two from grocery. Oh, I was like, oh. everywhere you live will be close to shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I that, that, yeah, right. I would like to walk outside and have there be flaming shit on my doorstep. You're That's wa- and that, number one That will me. happen. <laughs> you will step in human shit if you live here long enough. Yes, number one is human feces. Within, I'd say, three, 400 feet. I'd wager to say those aren't bruises on your knees, honey. <laughs> Man, you get it. You get it. At, uh, the, at the M stop right here, there's uh, a little area. M, sto- M stands for movement, by yeah. the way. Yeah. It's, the, it's the BM stop over here because they got this. And Tim, uh, stop giving our coordinates away. You know how frenzied our fans get when they know how we, where we live. On the door. All right. So anyways, at the M stop <laughs> off of blank stop. There's one of these things where... Tim, now they know we live by blank stop. (laughs) You guys are going to get bombarded. They have one of those things where you can like hide behind it and take a piss if you're homeless or now a shit. Because I go, that's where I get on the train. Tim, no one knows what you're talking about. What is it? It's like a big trash bin. A trash can? No, but it looks like uh, like a pagoda or something. It's like a fancy thing. You know, those, they, you said that like everyone fucking knew what you were talking about immediately. It's just a big box like that they have on the train stations that you can hide behind and piss sometimes. That cannot be the purpose. That's I think it's for trash. I think no, you're tra- supposed to shoot up heroin behind them. Yeah. You're, That's but, what it's actually for. <laughs> yeah, and they get mad and when they And now they're to, mad because people are shitting behind yeah. them. Like, hey. Well, this one, <laughs> this one consistently diarrhea behind this one. Ooh. I see it most mornings when Wait, I go really? to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I'm going to have to take a look for that. Because I go all the way to the front of the train. Because I have to get on the front of the train because I get off the front of the train for work. Tell know? us more. And then, so when I get off the front of the train, then, and I'll dox where I work, Herald Square, of course. I have to get out. Dude, I dare y'all to find him in Herald Square. That's <laughs> like a Where's Waldo of oh shit God. and piss. But he also, looks like every single person there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, you find me in Herald Square, I'm in a bad motherfucking mood, so do not talk to my ass. Because I have already probably yelled at someone for being in my motherfucking way. I've gotten too mouthy. I need to chill. You're going to get punched. I know. Well, I yelled at a guy. I think I've told it on this podcast. This guy... He's like a, for, a tra- tourist or whatever, and he's at the bottom of the stairs, and he just stops. Top of the ninth. <laughs> bottom of the stairs, top of the ninth. Two outs, <laughs> no one on. <laughs> just stops at the bottom of the stairs and like is looking around. I go, get out of the fucking way, you loser. <laughs> and then I try to get on the train, and the door shut, and my phone fell out. And I, then I go, God, motherfucking damn it. And this black dude goes. Well, that's karma. And like, and that's then why I had, the train shut on you because you yelled at that poor man him. who had no idea where he was. Make a decision. Move that's out of the me, way, dude. I'm as soon as I get off the train, I'm the guy standing there with my phone. Move yeah. to the yeah. side. You move Figure to this, out where I am. Move to the side. Lean against the wall with shit smeared on it. That is your job. Yes. Okay. All right. Moving forward, I will remember that. <laughs> Just yeah. Always, always. The first thing is who's around me. The second thing is where am I? Got it. Always okay. move to the side. Just you know, get out of the step way. Step off to the side, and then. You don't get psychos like me yelling at you. Now, you will not find other people doing this. This is an incourteous town full of assholes. <laughs> okay. Yes. However, if you don't want to get cold cocked by Tim in anger, <laughs> you'll move to the, the side. side. Just yeah. be on the side. Yeah. All right. I got that. You will get yelled at. Although the incourteous do get yelled at. 
Well, today even I was getting on the M train, turns out, and there was a guy sitting at the top of the stairs in Times Square just standing at the top on the phone because it was raining. But I'm like, now you've closed off half the stairs, and I just go, move, as I easily moved past him. You're a small person. I had plenty of room, (laughs) but I hated that he was making it tough for anybody. Yeah, that's annoying. All right, so number one on your list, human shit near your apartment. Yes, also a grocery store. Also a grocery store. Oh, I didn't know we were sitting next to a Rockefeller. I'm sorry. Have you been to the grocery yeah. stores here yet? I have. All right. So now, what seen... counts as a grocery store for you? <laughs> Not a bodega. Something okay. where I can get fresh produce and trustable meat. Ooh, that's I know that's a big ask. The Yo, first, you want both? I understand. Fresh produce you can get outside of most and I've seen bodegas. That. Well, in fresh this neighborhood, is easier to come by than a place where I can trust the meat. I eat yeah. a lot of meat. And uh, so that I'm not trying to just do deli sandwiches all the time. Although that's been what I've been living off. They're of very last week. good sometimes. It's all I've been eating for the last week. So the thing is, the better in it depends on the neighborhood. But like if you're in Bushwick, you can get all kinds of great produce, but you can only get good meat at a meat store. Yeah. Or an actual grocery store that is like a FEMA camp. Okay. So where you cannot buy produce. Got it. Right. But if like if you're in Harlem, you just cannot buy produce. And I don't know about Queens. They might be like... So Astoria, Queens is probably better. There's yeah. a place... So my girlfriend is staying right in the right in the middle of Astoria. And I looked at a place two blocks over from her that is across the street from... I think it's called a trade fair. And they have... It, it's like a legit supermarket. Is that where the they big like red and counter. yellow one? It's green and yellow. Oh, okay. Well, it's yellow. But they have like a deli counter where they like slice the meats. They have like a, oh, okay. like a, a whole produce section. Then they have like your regular aisles of household items and box cereal and cookies and stuff. That's yeah. interesting. They also have like a freezer section. It's like a legitimate grocery store. You'll figure mm. it out. Here's the thing. the sec- Once you start shopping there, no store has both produce and meat. Really? Like one. Well, it's like they have the produce, but then it's like it's like you have like an orange or something and you bite into it and you're like, oh, it's filled with newspaper. Like, like I, how did that happen? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's the first dry orange right, I've ever like, had. Right. Yeah. So then you're like, you're oh. like picking out news stories like, Biden died? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Trump has COVID. It's like, how old are these oranges? Yeah, yeah. these oranges are too old. <laughs> New Omicron variant. Right. Yeah. Right, so, and then you're like, ah, fuck, I gotta buy my oranges from this guy on the street who yeah. has a hacking cough. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so then maybe that you guys are making it sound, feel like that's too big of an ask. It's not too big of an it's ask. It's just you won't know. It's you won't know until you're... Until you're, you're there. You're, you've established yourself. The other one, big for both me and my future roommate, is less than 10 minute walk to the train. That's doable. That's doable. So that's like, person. I think like a half mile, within a half mile radius of the train. That's yeah. doable. Um, we're, we're three minutes from... One of the trains. Why are you doing this? And what who is this for? Besides, <laughs> like who? We're the nine fuck minutes gives from another train. We're in a good spot. That's great. Yeah, and that is ideal. Mainly because I'm like, I don't want to be walking 25 minutes after shows at midnight or one in the morning. You know what I mean? Oh, honey, do you drink? No. Oh, okay. I've been sober five years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I was like, you're gonna be taking a cab most of those post midnight <laughs> shows. Yeah. Well, and that was the other thing is that I'm like, I, I for. After shows, I'm probably going to be taking more Ubers than anything else if it is that late. Well, it just depends on how long you have to wait for the train. You'll walk down in the train. You'll say, it'll be like, F train, 32 minutes. And you'll be like, F that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then you'll be in an Uber right for quick. Sure. And, yeah. then I, and then you say FML, of course, you know, the other trains. It's funny. Oh, I get it. <laughs> good New York humor. That was a good one. <laughs> Tim says that on every show. Oh, does he really? No, no. but I text him to- <laughs> I'd, but I'd he's, it's it that caliber. Yeah, that's where we're playing. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it. 
And then um, for me, the other thing was space. Because both my future roommate and I are coming from four bedroom houses in the Midwest. So four it's like, bedrooms? Yeah. So it's like we're both, fuck? we're both used to a lot of space. So like she originally wanted to look at Manhattan. And, <laughs> oh, believe me. Is that, that lasted about a half hour. That's before, really funny. Just because we've never seen anything. So we're looking and we're like, oh, no. Because we each have a cat too. So you're talking two women, two cats in like a 400 square foot apartment. And I was oh, like, this no, no. absolutely not. Like, you could no do that way. in Harlem though. You could, get, you could get a lot of space up in Harlem. Right. Well, here's the other thing, because I was looking in Harlem, too. It seems to be, it's further than Astoria. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. the other thing, is that Astoria would be closer to it where dep- I work. Dep- yeah. Well, yeah. So, I don't can know. You can get an express train. We could talk, we could talk more in detail. We know, talk but. trains all freaking day. All but, day. uh... You do get the most bang for your buck in neighborhoods like where Mike and I live, undisclosed neighborhoods, of course. And, near trains. And a, near trains. And Astoria has a good amount of space, I feel. Astoria looks like Chicago to me. We have seen, I've seen a lot of apartments already, and we're going to see a bunch tomorrow, too. Um, there's, a, there's a good amount of space for our budget in Astoria. And I've yeah. liked what we've seen. And like, there's a couple, we're seeing two tomorrow that actually have laundry in unit Yo. for our budget, which is like so huge. Yeah. Where I'm like, dude, you don't get it. I'm trying to explain to her. I was like, yo, this because the one place I loved so much, it was the one that was across the street from the supermarket, two blocks from the train. It didn't have laundry in the building, but there was a laundromat on the next block. And she was like, N- one of her absolute must-haves was at least laundry in the building. Where That's she's like, insane. Yeah, she it's was like, I am not have. I am not taking my, she's like, I'll never do laundry. If I have That's, to take it to a laundromat, I'll never do it. No, they'll do it. They'll do it. You pay them to do it. I don't do my laundry. I give it to a mean Chinese man. And he gives it back. Meanly. Oh, I got him. Tim, this is just you for You made us. him smile? I got him to smile at me. It was. You do. Did you show him your tits? What'd you do? Oh, it was so great. You know what I did? I smiled at him. Interesting. And he wow. smiled back. And the thing is, I think I've been smiling at him the whole time because I love him. He's about to die. And so I'm like, I, I'm the last person he talks yes. to. I don't want it to be an unpleasant experience. Aww, that's so sweet. I love him even though he is near death. And uh, he smiled back for the first time ever I've seen his face. Wow. I'm that, that's not the guy I'm talking about. The old guy that's about to die is not mean to me. The younger, his son that like does everything is like mean as fuck. He's mean as shit. And I took my dry cleaning in there and it wasn't ready. And he goes, it'll be ready tomorrow. I go, you've had it for four fucking days. And he goes, well, you know, I go, I need it right now. And then he just handed it to me. It was done. He just didn't want to put it in the bag. That's insane. That can't be it. He handed me my laundry in five minutes. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I looked fine. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Tim's okay. like, he's like, I bought this suit with mustard stains. That's true. About? It's used. All right. Well, that was a great Catching part up. of the show called Catching Up. Oh. Now it's time for our next segment, Plugs. Mary, this is where you get to do plugs. Plug your shit, bitch. Oh, boy. Well, what, like local stuff or like road stuff? Whatever what you want to do. This shit comes out on fucking tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, you can follow me on social media at Mary Santora Comedy on TikTok or Instagram. Also on Facebook. I don't know what your demographic is, but if you relate to Tim, you could probably find me on Facebook. Um, and then I'm going to be in Minneapolis in March, uh, Indianapolis, hey, Tim's hometown in April. I've got a lot of road dates this spring. Raleigh, North Carolina, Cap City Comedy Club in Austin, Texas. All of that you can find at MarySantor.com. 
Wow, very nice. Sounds like you're doing the helium circuit yes, of she is. little rooms. <laughs> yes, she uh, is. <laughs> Small room there. That's right. Well, that's great. So follow Mary Santora. Of course, you can follow me at hot underscore comic 69. January 14th, this Sunday, this Sunday, 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 at Gutter Bar, we have our live advice show at 8 p.m. with television writer and famed comedian from... Oh no, an abortion sh- Oh God, an abortion show, Allison Leiby. And person of color and television star, Usama Siddiqui. So come out to that. 8 p.m. Gutter Bar. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a hot one. And listen to tough questions, of course. Uh, You're giving advice to people? No, we take advice. So I find the most fucked up things on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And then we give our advice as a panel. It's a panel okay. show. Okay, okay. And yeah. the advice is usually like, what about not complaining about getting raped? Or Gosh, did, you ever, did, did you ever think? Tim, oh, Tim hates how I say the R word on every pod, on every episode. She oh, brings up rape. She has to put it in. You got to slide it in. We will time. never be monetized. Yep. <laughs> Forcefully um, getting it in. And uh, may I? Hmm? You, you may, Once my in my guess. fucking life. Sorry. I'll be on High Society Radio on Gas Digital this Thursday at 8 p.m. I'll be at Friends and Lovers for a riff show with... I don't know, whatever, that's at 8 p.m. in Brooklyn. Uh, Saturday night, the 13th, I'll be at the New Williamsburg Comedy Club, the Flophouse, for the 8 p.m. show. And then Saturday, the 14th, Tim, please come to see Take Sunday, Our Advice. Sunday, the 14th. Subscribe to our Patreon, please, at M-Y-K-A-F-O-X for all your social media needs. Prove to my manager that people give a fuck about what I am doing. All right, that's it. That's plugs. Now, Mary, we're Ready? on to another segment, a wonderful segment, where if you're working on a bit, mostly Micah will help you, and I will be here. It's called Spit That Bit. Tim's going to be like, what about, like, dick stuff? Did you you're, think about... Oh, you I wish was it was it? that clever. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through these on the train. I have a lot, so you guys can help me with as many or as little as you'd like. You got ten minutes tops. Yeah. Okay, perfect. No, we, we, I mean, we can pick one, too. I don't give a shit. That's, That's good. fine. Good job, um, Mike. Thank you. She's like, bitch, you get a one-liner, and yeah. I might add a tag. I'm doing, I'm doing movie punch-up now, all right? I can't be giving Ooh, all this shit away. Honey. You're doing movie... Oh, that's right. You did. I am with, again. With you're doing it again. I can't. I've signed an NDA. She can't talk. Oh. About so you cannot say who is involved. Let's just say there's a legend is involved. That's true. Okay. Let's see here. This one's a little bit dark, but I really like it. Yes. All right. And I've tried it a couple times. And people it, get is really it about mad at me. rape? It's not about rape. Oh. Well, it might be about rape. It might be about rape. Michael. It could so be. So it's by about the time. <laughs> when people get the semicolon tattoo. Do you guys know what that is? Oh, suicide? It's like suicide awareness or... uh, Unalive. Oh, my God. Tim, just bleep all this out. (laughs) Yeah, just blank it. No, I'm not doing that. I got to get the, I got to turn this around in literally an hour and a half. <laughs> it's post tonight at 9 p.m. Oh my God, um, he's going to be so upset he's going to kill himself. No! But that's the point, is that it's like your story isn't over yet. So you get like a semicolon tattoo to show oh, it, like your solidarity. Oh, I think what? it's like to show solidarity. I don't really know the whole meaning behind it, but okay. essentially it's like... It's about mental health. It's about suicide prevention and like depression and things like that. And I said... I don't think that really makes any sense because none of the people who get it know how to use one. 
Right. Which is very dark because it's about people who are trying to like fix their lives. But I was also trying to make like a like no one dumb. knows how. Yeah, nobody knows. Is you there, know how to nobody, use a semicolon? Well, no, that's exactly it. Of course, no one knows how to use a semicolon. Just be like, you shouldn't kill yourself if you can tell me the difference between a colon and a semicolon. Go. Yeah. But then if they can't. If they can't, they gotta go. What about what about if they put a little parentheses underneath it so there's like a winking, smiling, like I didn't this time, but I'm gonna again. This is like the closed caption on that yeah. side. That's the yeah. See, this or is a like, winking, sad face. I don't know why you'd wink when you're sad, but because your story's not over yet. Yeah, the semicolon tattoo means that the person wearing it has overcome some sort of hardship in their life. That's what I mean. We all have. Yeah. Who hasn't? It's become a symbol for hope for well, people who have battled depression, anxiety, addiction, and mental health issues. But huh. no one knows how to use a semicolon. That's my point. And again, maybe and they've the over, things- they have to overcome being unoriginal as fuck. <laughs> right. How many other people have like, that tattoo? Like, how fucking lame is that? Oh, yeah. oh, you had a hardship in life? The thing that's hard? <laughs> ah, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Fucking what know, the there's fuck? no way. I've overcome a lot of hardship. Now I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Here's my other, my other wrist says live, laugh, love. Bro, here's the other thing, though. I feel weird about tattoo jokes because, like, I have this one is the most basic white bitch thing I could have ever done. It says Imua, which means moving forward in a language I don't speak. I was Wait, in Hawaii. Oh, my God. And I was like, what's, like, the native term for, like, like perseverance? And, like, that's moving the Hawaiian forward. for semicolon. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. So, like, when I tried that bit, I was like, man, I'm being a huge hypocrite Have you right talked now. about that? I, had, I haven't talked no, much about tattoos. Like no. with your semicolon bit? No, I haven't put can, the two of them together. That would be something. Then you can get the crowd back on your side. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was like You're going to have to listen to Tim about being likable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little um, thing dude, I know nothing about. <laughs> dude, I would love it if I was getting a tattoo. Dog the Bounty Hunter came in. Fucking in the, on the big island, you know? Oh, yeah. He's doing his cultural appropriation. He's like, what's up, brother? And I'm like, yo, it's dog. Oh, Tim, good setup for an impression. Yeah. He killed it. <laughs> Thanks. Didn't he? Oh, shit. What he the He should have done the thing where he kind of turns what around a little fuck? bit. He's like, do you guys <laughs> like impressions? Okay, this is Dog the Bounty Hunter. Speaking of Hawaii and getting tattoos, what if Dog the Bounty <laughs> Hunter was there? Yeah. Wouldn't that be wild? Dude. I was just trying to take up time while Mary looked for another well, bit. We, I mean, we don't have to, if it's a one bit thing and this is your guys' podcast. No, keep going. All right, so much. Okay. moving on. We oh. can't, I mean, that's up to you. Okay, no, I don't care. Whatever you, you're a sports guy. I like sports. I watch them very, every day. You're a sports girl? No. Okay. Michael watches the fourth, fourth quarter of Pacer games. That's fine. Basketball is the most boring sport and I will stand by that. that I hate it's basketball. It's the only one I like. It's, uh, most people who don't like sports like basketball, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. Sitting through a basketball game is torture to me. Because there's not there's nothing to know. Yeah. Well, it's just like it doesn't matter. I yeah. feel like the whole first four and a half quarters don't matter. Well, that's exactly or why three I watch. and a half quarters. Yeah. That's why I watch the last part of the that's, game. I agree with that. Okay. So the quote, this is his Super Bowl. Or this is their Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. People say that about whatever. Wow. Like when nerds. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When like nerds go to Comic-Con. This is their Super Bowl. Right. Or Oscars is gay people Super Bowl or whatever. All of that. Okay. Yeah. So that quote. I have a problem with it because it means different things in different parts of the country. I'm a Browns fan. Uh-huh. So we've mm. never had a Super Bowl. Right. If you were to say this is their Super Bowl to a Browns fan, that means it's something that like you've chased and fucked up your whole life. Oh, I thought it would be a, in a figment of your imagination. But something along those lines. Yeah. Where, like in New England, a Super Bowl to them doesn't really mean anything anymore. No, no, it means no, a lot. No, for them it's this is the thing I cheat on. 
Yes. Or any of that. But that's my point is that in different parts of the country, it means different things. So to say like this is their Super Bowl as a blanket statement of it being like a really good thing. Yeah. I don't think that uh, that applies. That's a great premise also, if you're a touring comic, because then you just insert whatever local sports yes. th- thing, and the 100%. crowd goes wild. Also, a the team loses every Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, oh, that I have a follow-up bit to that. Yeah. So, so like, just because it's the Super Bowl doesn't mean you've automatically won. Right. So there's the this is the Super Bowl, and then the other thing I have is that seeing two teams fans. Like, before the game, right? When you see, like, two teams fans, everybody's jazzed up, they're out to eat, they're at sports bars, everybody's ready, like, going into this game, and you see both the team's fans, and you're like, man, one of these groups of people is going to be so sad later. And I was like, and that's how I feel at most weddings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So those are the two that kind of go together. And if you're in Detroit, you can do that joke, and then you can say, except here in Detroit, where I've... I've gone to a Lions game. The Colts won with six minutes left or six seconds left, and the Lions fans were like, "Yeah, I mean, it was just a good play." Yeah, what are you? We're going to lose. It was. It's what we do. But here's the thing: I'm also. You have to remember, I'm a lifelong Browns fan. Yeah, so I know. I'm used to that. Shit. You're used to losing too. So that's my my one that I've tried multiple times that I cannot get to work. Wait, is you know this what? is their Super Bowl, and if you're bombing, which doesn't seem like you ever would be, but then you could be like, "This show is like my Super Bowl." Well, and that's the good there thing is that this go. sets up a callback yeah. later on. So I have a um, I have a, f- a thing, whatever. It's stupid, but one of my things is like my set isn't done. Until I have a callback in it. And I know, I don't know if that's hacky. I don't know if that's a road thing. I don't know what it is, but it's my thing where I don't feel like my set is complete unless there's a callback in it. And I feel like that joke really would set up something later to have a nice, this is my Super Bowl or this is his Super Bowl callback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could just end your set with it. Be like, thank you, everyone. This was my Super Bowl. Okay. See, yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I have to flesh out that joke first. I really, yeah. I've had that joke in here since like 2021. I think I there's something to, to one of the out. teams losing. Yeah. Because they talk about how it's their Super Bowl, but someone does lose and Someone's they are gonna very be disappointed. Sad. Yeah. Big like time. one year Matt Ryan gave up the largest lead in Super Bowl history and the Patriots came back and won. See? That's not a good thing. Yeah. So that shouldn't be described for nerds Comic Cons. Right. Unless they're going to go there and get disappointed. But there are other things besides specific sports things that you can reference for the people who don't like sports, like the fact that people spend so much fucking money on tickets Mm -hmm. or like the weird thing how like everyone has like a towel it's like that's, that's pittsburgh that's a pittsburgh well thing. no but now i've seen these other teams do it they stole their towel thing really yeah who did i see with the towels well, recently Tim? that was probably they probably were giving something out for like sometimes during games yeah they it pissed give me out. off i was like no the terrible towels pittsburgh's thing they use it to rape to wipe up their rape my god stop with that <laughs> the juices the rape juices. juices well okay oh did what's his face mm-hmm. not be was I'm just I, that's the facts. most that's the most booed I've ever been in my life. What'd you say? I was in Pittsburgh and I was opening for Eddie Ift and the host it was the last show of the week, but it was sold out. It was like three hundred and fifty. Ooh, set it up more. It was like three hundred and fifty people and the host comes out and he goes This is at the uh Pittsburgh Improv. Improv. Yeah, that's a big room. Yeah, the host comes out and he was like, the next guy coming to the stage is a huge Colts fan, loves the Colts, has season tickets to the Colts. Yeah. Okay. Has season tickets to the Colts. I'm getting booed. I'm getting booed and I go, uh, yeah, boo it up, you fucking losers. I go, I'll give it to you. I was like, because that year I go, this year the Colts, the, the, Pittsburgh Steelers destroyed the Colts. They beat them 53 to 7. 
they raped the Colts like they were a young girl at a bar with Ben Roethlisberger. He did it. He did it. And they go, boo! I go, no, he's a good guy. You're right. It's good that he did that. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Cleveland's doing that this year. Of course, with Deshaun Watson. They signed Deshaun Watson, and now it's everyone's real quiet. (laughs) Everyone who was yelling Ben Rapisberger for the last 20 years. Everybody except for everybody except for 47 women. Dude, unbelievable. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Have a football team without any rapists? You would have I mean, seriously. The Colts didn't. The, well, the guy didn't rape anybody, but he did beat the shit out of his girl. There it, are so many crimes against women in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, it is absolutely unreal. The biggest crime is when the team loses. Big, they should just not be allowed near women till they're done. Dude, it's truly unreal. There was a statistic that they said domestic abuse goes up 73% after the Bengals lose. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> just in Cincinnati <laughs> or like, everywhere? Yeah, just in Cincinnati. And I'm oh. like, damn, that's a lot of abuse because the Bengals lose a lot. A lot. So that's Dude, not I've good. been around dudes who like don't they'll like punch holes in the walls or like my one of my ex's cousins, he would break his phone on like a monthly basis because he'd throw it against the ground or something because the Browns. I'm like, this is the craziest. That's crazy. Behavior. They've been so bad. I just get sad because like I was sad on Saturday because I didn't get to watch. I don't get to watch my team. I like to play anymore. Why? Are there no like uh, they're we- out. They're oh, out of the oh, playoffs. Oh, oh, they're done. They're, they got nothing. So I'm just like. Well, fuck. Now football. I mean, I got the playoffs and stuff, but I'm like, football's like over now, and I can't really watch. This bums me out. Okay. So that bums me out, but otherwise, I'm like, this is but a I have good makeup, and you can't even tell. Yeah. yeah. So Look at Micah. Yeah. I also don't hit her that hard. And I'll put like a phone book in front of her face so that it fucking distributes the surface area. Evenly. Mm-hmm. It's like one big and then it doesn't random bruise. bruise, and you can't really tell. All right. Well, that was punch, punch up the bit punch and the, the babe. Uh, <laughs> now it's time for hot take of the week. Hot take. Summer in the city. All right. This is where Micah is going to give us a scenario. Okay. And uh, we get a very little bit of information. We give our hot take on it immediately. I'm ready. And then we find out if we were right or wrong. Okay. All right. Interesting. Micah. Today is coming from Am I the Asshole on Reddit. Oh. oh these are fun. Am I the asshole for feeding my Muslim friend a pork product? Yes. On purpose? Yes. yes. If you did that Whoa. knowingly, yes. Okay, it says for accidentally. Oh, oh it says accidentally. Yeah. Um, Do your research. Yeah, also, yes, kind of. Uh, first of all, <laughs> here's the thing. Maybe it's because I live in New York, but I know Muslims aren't allowed to eat pork. Most people know that. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> yes. I don't know what the pork product was. I hope it was. I will it's like sp- bacon or something, like <laughs> yeah. clearly pork. If it was a BLT, that is fucked up. But I, I'm going to say, a mi- I'm going to say a mild yes on my end. My thing is like, if they're entertaining, so I'm going to go through a whole scenario. If they're like having people over, mm-hmm. I'm allergic to shellfish. So if I'm going to somebody's house for dinner, I sit and they're like, hey, what are you, blah, blah. I'll specifically say, hey, just so you know, allergic to shellfish. So I would assume if someone was Muslim, they would say, I don't eat pork. Totally. And also, like, a BLT, don't you think a Muslim person would be like, hey, I know what bacon is. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, do they not know what bacon is? And here's the thing that confuses me, because you both are like, of course it's crazy to feed a Muslim pork, but I'm a Jew, Mm -hmm. and Jews don't eat pork, but we actually do. Okay. Yes. We actually, most of us do. Most of us don't keep kosher. It's not that big a deal. So I was surprised that Muslim people actually it's like don't eat. It's a big deal. They don't eat the thing they don't eat. I'm like, we, like, we'll have lobster, we'll have shellfish, we'll yeah. have cheeseburgers. So I was surprised to find that out because uh, most Jewish people don't give a fuck. Was about it a part of a meatball? 
Okay, here. Oh, like it was mixed in. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll fill you in. So I have a work friend. Let's call him Ryan, who is a Muslim. Bad great, Muslim great name. Oh, see, we're on opposites. Oh. A great name for a Muslim. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we're on the same path. Now, I had him over for dinner, and we were having burgers and fries. I'm from the U.S. South and cooked everything in bacon grease because I'm unhealthy, and the burgers were a hit with everyone there. Ryan especially loved them and ate like four burgers. They were slider size. Ah, After we were done eating, he asked how I made them and I gave him detailed instructions. He immediately blew up because he can't eat anything pork related because of his religion. Mm -hmm. I'm not religious at all and had no idea this was the case. I felt awful and tried to apologize, but he wouldn't accept my apology and act like I was trying to poison him. If I had known (laughs) he had... Yeah, he's like, if I had known he had dietary restrictions, I would have not used any pork products at all and and I feel I should have asked. Yeah! That's hosting 101. I mean, boys. 101. Even boys cooking for other people, I think, is kind of impressive. I feel like I can, maybe I'm, I'm thinking too far into I come from restaurant industry. Like, I was always a server bartender. That's, like, the first thing you ask. Is there anything you cannot eat? Because you're doing it for a job. This is di- that's different than, like, having someone in your home. Yeah. And you're just- I still do. Also, also... You're considerate. He's not. He's not going to die. He's just not going to heaven. But it's against his religion. That's what I mean. So, so what? when he does die, he burns in hell. Good. Do they believe in hell? Like a regular, like Christian hell? I don't know what they believe, but I just know that they believe if they eat pork, they're going to go to freaking hell. Probably get butt fucked by the damn devil. I that's a big deal. Yeah. If you're into religion and you feel like you have just been tricked into something that's going to send you to hell, I'd be mad. I think. It, I think this is a classic mistake and i don't think the guy's an asshole for uh fucking up but i do think ryan or rian as some people have been calling him may be a (laughs) fucking piece of shit for eating so many damn burgers and now maybe you have a bunch of burgers you taste how good fucking pork products are uh maybe you converted the man away from muslimism and into Burger Town, Flavor Town. I don't know. I think if you're religious and you've got restrictions, you got to ask what's in the food. I agree with ahead that. of time. This isn't his fucking friend's fault. Everyone's supposed to fucking know the ins and outs of your religion. Yes, Get this out. person is from the American Get out South. Of your asshole. But it's both sides. I think both sides are responsible. He All should right. have asked, and the Muslim guy should have said something. No, Ryan doesn't. Ryan wasn't brought up with Muslim shit. He doesn't fucking know. No, Ryan is Muslim. I mean, whatever. The other guy should. The other guy. The poster. The poster. Oh, OP. Yeah. Concerned, OP, of course. Concerned friend 42069. Is, is, is that really who it is? Yes. This is fake. Um, Concerned fake. friend 42069. Let's go. So um, there, it continues because it does escalate. Oh. The next day at work, I get called into HR and they tell me I have to switch teams because Ryan submitted a complaint that I'm Islamophobic and if I cause any further issues, I will be terminated. I tried explaining it was a mistake and I felt awful, but HR department said if someone has a complaint filed against you, you have to switch teams. It sucks. This is going to affect him financially. It goes into difference, like the differences between the teams and now he's like losing about $300 a paycheck. Update, and I think this one's an important update. I think Ryan's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Why does it have to go back to work? This is something that happened outside of work. Outside of work. Right. Exactly. Although, from my sexual harassment training, if you are hanging out with work with coworkers outside of work and you do or say something sexual harassy, that counts as a violation. Even all if you're like out at a bar and everyone's drinking. Especially all, then. Also, oh. if you're like uh, laughing while Ryan's yelling at you because it's the way you cope with people yelling at you and then he thinks that you're being an asshole about it. But really, you just laugh when you get yelled at because that's nervous. the way you deal with it. 
Um, and then this is an interesting, which I think puts the nail in Ryan's coffin. He's a piece of shit. Update. Ryan was smoking weed and drinking booze with us the entire night. He even brought his own bottle of Kraken. Okay. Kraken sucks. It does All right, though. Ryan. I disagree. Kraken it is on how, disgusting. For those of you who don't know, Kraken is a dark rum. And depending on the drink that you're drinking it with, you ever put it in eggnog? I have never put it in anything but my mouth. See, you put it in eggnog, you mix it a little dark and stormy, which okay. is a dark rum with ginger beer. Babe, I'm a, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Okay. I'll teach you how to drink anything. Listen, I, well, I don't know. I thought I did a pretty good job of drinking a third of a bottle myself and vomiting <laughs> over the side That's of a boat. That's why you hate it. <laughs> it. The bottle it is It was good for the, a little while. And it's overproof. The bottle yeah. is it's douchey, like 90%. though. 90%. I love it. The bottle is kind of douchey. I'm obsessed with, like, The octopus bottle is douchey. Right after I unleashed the crack and I was like, leash it back up. Put it leash back it. in. Tie it up. Tie Put it, it up. back in. <laughs> this is, this is giving Ed Hardy vibes. I love it. I exclusively shop at the Buckle, so. Oh, uh, well, that makes sense. Uh, so he goes, so even if I was aware my food was not being halal, I feel it would be reasonable for me to not, uh, for me to assume he didn't care. I think fair point. Also, good job learning the word halal, my yeah. friend. Also, he did some mashallah. I'd have been like, Ryan was fucking high. He was smoking weed in my house, and I'm a recovering drug addict. Yeah, drug shit. test that bitch. I'm careless friend 42069. I'm <laughs> careless friend. <laughs> or whatever his fucking name is. Micah, Concerned that was a good friend one. for 2069. I think bottom line is I think that they're both wrong, which makes him not an asshole. Yeah. I think I think the OP is not wrong at all. He welcomed he his asked. friend into his home who he was drinking beer and smoking weed with, which I'm sure is against Allah. You think this was another attack towards Western culture by Islam the Islamic people, Micah? Absolutely. <laughs> Planted. This call center will never be the same. Oh, I know. Uh, all right, here we go. Ding, 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 nope, ding, 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 ding. Yes, the news is here. Ding, 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 ding. It's time for okay. the news. Have you heard Tim Reed before? No, but I don't want to, to be oh. honest with you. Ding, ding, ding. Guys, please. Ding, 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 ding. It's time for the news with Tim McLaughlin. Is that a teleprompter where it's like going? That'd be very funny. If it's like scrolling while I get, I can't fucking keep up with it. I that that almost happened to me on Dayton Morning Television. They tried to make you read. I was I was explaining to them how I couldn't read. And they were like, read the teleprompter. And so I'm doing it. And then I go, and then fuck. And she goes. No, 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 no. <laughs> she thought I was going to say fuck. All right, here we go. Nude man nabbed by police after cannonball plunge into giant aquarium at Bass Pro Shop in Alabama. I love everything about that sentence. Leads Alabama from the Associated Press. A man crashed his car outside of the Bass Pro Shop in Alabama, stripped down to his birthday suit, that means naked, Micah, mm-hmm. and plunged into a giant aquarium inside the store, police said. Wouldn't it be funny if he was actually wearing a birthday suit? Yeah. Like, yeah. Candles and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He had a present. Because I think that's like gay journalism. Uh, listen, I'm not going to like toss around the word gay lightly, but that sucks. Birthday yeah. suit? Yeah. Birthday suit. In a paper of record? Yeah. Grow up. Well, it's online. It's on the Associated Press. This is a press is associated as hell. The ordeal happened Thursday night in front of shocked shoppers in the town just outside Birmingham. Leeds Police Chief Paul Irwin said. Keep going. The 42-year-old Alabama man did a cannonball. That's in quotes. Leap into the aquarium and then stood under a waterfall. He left the water to yell at two police officers and then dove back into the aquarium. 
police said. Wait, this I guy actually it. rules. Yeah, I love this so much. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all there is. Did uh, you he get got, arrested? Uh, I would assume so. He was Well, nabbed. no, he went back into the water. No, Newt Man was he nabbed. Dove, oh. he, was, he dove back in. So uh, there's so many more questions. Did the cops have to get into the water to get him out? Did they have to drain the aquarium? Did he step on a basket? I don't know. It? There's three paragraphs, and I think they spent their time coming up with birthday suits, so I don't know. Yeah, I want to know about I the so fish. Were they yeah. shocked? They were shocked. Oh, yeah. Their That's mouths how you were shock like, the water at an aquarium. He threw out a pH. The fish were probably like this. Good one. Yeah. They're pretty good. And then eventually they were like this. Oh, 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 oh sucking oh, his oh, fucking oh, pecker. Sucking his little dick off. The bottom yeah. feeders. <laughs> oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, the poclostomus get on his panot. Uh, I failed. It's okay. You I tried. gave up. You Damn, you should I get could... a colostomy bag for that fucking sack of shit. You really <laughs> made it through that. Yeah. yeah, not bad. All right, now it's time for the best segment of the show. Reviews for the podcast. This is where we go on Apple iTunes and read the reviews oh, people yes. leave. We also go on YouTube and read the comments. So if you're watching this on YouTube right now, leave a like, subscribe. <laughs> Why don't you hit the bell for notifications? And uh, leave a comment and we'll read it on the next episode. All right. I bust every time I listen. Is Uncle Jemima back? Uh, this is Tim. This is... <laughs> I do, but... Molly was no, editing. Not, this is from I Am Nando, five stars. Oh, this is a new Apple review. Yeah, we have two new Apple reviews oh, today. Oh, sick. Uh, the, ba- the banter is fantastic. Micah acting as if she hates the news is great. I'm not acting. I fucking hate it. Tim cannot read, and it's annoying. This was, for once, a good story today. Thank you. The news is back in a big way. Uh, the way Tim says bitch sounds funny and great. The best is when they start to argue, and the guest is just there awkwardly. All I'll right. mediate the fuck out of an argument. <laughs> you guys oh. go at it. That's what I. That's where I'm most comfortable. Really? Is when a couple is child arguing. of divorce. Oh god, all of it. Yeah. I mean, our arguing is pretty simple. It's me getting mad because Micah is fucking gaslighting my ass to the nth degree, and I cannot stand it anymore. Tim thinks gaslighting is means calling him retarded. Oh, that's not gaslighting, honey. A review absolutely not written by AI. Five stars from Tuffy Nut. Great Hang, in quotes, presents a peculiar podcast dynamic with Tim and Micah. Micah's endearing way of poking fun at Tim's Midwest charm adds a dose of humor highlighting Tim's, let's say, unique perspectives. Micah's quote-unquote love for Tim might make... He's loving quotes. Yes. <laughs> we can feel it. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. Might make you question the fine line between affection and sarcasm. The disdain for news and s- sentiment shared by many adds a relatable twist to their banter. It's a podcast that reveals its own quirks, making it an amusing, if not slightly eyebrow raising listen. Whoa. That was slightly eyebrow. God, that for sure was written by AI. Now we got to ask AI. AI knows about our podcast, Tim. We've made it. We've had several AI written reviews. Yeah, that's our second AI review, I think. Sick. I'm excited. And I welcome our robotic overlords. <laughs> You're welcome. Michael wants you to do her job so she can fucking chill. All right. Here I am. Oh, wait. Here I am. What the fuck? Rock me like a hurricane. Uh, here we are. Here I am again on my own. <laughs> going down the only road I've ever known. 
Here we are on YouTube doing our YouTube little YouTube comments. Let's get those and then. Mary, are you excited to listen to all the reviews about us? I love us? this. Yeah. This is the best thing ever. Vasco Ziegelar says, the news is back. This is great for everyone. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's People good. People can see some crying emojis on there. Yeah, laugh like, crying. Laugh cry. Did anyone think uh, think Gimme Song was Gimme More, Gimme More by Britney Spears? Oh, LOL. I did. Gimme, 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 gimme more. more. <laughs> that was, that was right from karaoke. Yeah. That was from AJ Cook. <laughs> that was really good. Fick Rock says, great app. Thanks, Fick Rock. John M says, I love you, Tim, but your great guest and the amazing Micah are right. It might be time for the new segment to retire. Yes! It's a new year. No better time to replace it. Picking the... Picking the new segment could be even be even a bracket even. Great episode as always. Well, if it was such a great episode, then I guess we should keep the fucking news, you dickhead. What are, okay, what are you normally bringing to the table with this news segment? Um, stammering, stuttering, <laughs> an inability to even say the first word sometimes. Yeah, last oh, week man. I got tripped up on the first word. Also, they're normally much longer. I don't read anything but the headline. Oh, perfect. So, You're that guy. So then, I was doing my research. Yeah. But John M, I love you. Thank you very much. Sorry for calling you a dickhead. Snake Nelson says, another great hang. Thank you for keeping laughs in my belly through the darkness of the main winter. You guys are so much fun. I think this pod is going to skyrocket in 2024. Fuck yeah, dude. This is the year. From your mouth to Pitchfork's ears. Thank you. Pitchfork. Stick a pitchfork in them. They're done. A there perfect podcast. Don't uh, don't listen to that. Just just write a better review. Edit that out. I yeah. H Jello. I feel I need to step in for retribution for Micah. Hell Tim yes. smelled this big ass girl's seat and said it smelled terrible. She must have been double caked up in between them cheeks. To Micah's surprise, she asked him, "Tim, is that what you think caked up means? You think they have stored shit between their ass?" All right. Well, Micah. You stand corrected. I stand corrected, thank and you I for, apologize. Thank you for uh, fact-checking. I knew I was right the whole time. Tim and, thinks being caked up means having ass between your cheeks. What does having that even mean? D- double caked up? If you're double caked up, you got fucking a big ass. It means you have a big ass. Yeah, caked up, having cakes means having a big ass. Mm-hmm. Tim thought it meant cakes, sheet, shit, You thought that. No, you oh. thought that. No, you thought that, and you were just I always, corrected. I always knew that double caked up. I knew that caked up meant you had some fat cheeks. I knew but that. Did you think This was... is the gaslighting I'm talking about. <laughs> you just got corrected in the fucking comments. No, I got corrected Wait. because you were talking. I, I said that you said it was cakes of yeast, not cakes of shit. That was the argument, you gaslighting piece of shit. Wait a minute. I always knew that caked up means you have a big ass. I know that. You also thought it meant there was something else in there, whether it was shit or yeast. Yes. Yes, but when I... Okay, then. So that's what... But when I was talking about her being caked up and smelling the seat, I was talking about her having a big ass, talking about it being caked up. And I know that. And Micah, now we're going to have to get a comment this week being like, Micah, (laughs) you're wrong. You're a wrong bitch. You're fucking wrong, bitch. No, you're wrong. And everybody listening knows it. And I can't wait. We're going into comments. This is straight up... See, this is the gaslighting (laughs) I'm talking about. We all know. Because I was saying that the woman looked like a bitch that rappers would... Like, she was made to get fucked by rappers okay this lady had a she looked like fucking ice cubes wife or ice tea ice tea's wife okay coco and i knew when i said caked up that it meant she had a big ass i knew that and i've always known that i in fact i invented it probably well you didn't first you didn't make that clear during the original ep so anyways micah said thank you as a response a dick. Um, 
Micah cucking Tim for the intro has me sprung. Thank you, dude. I'm a robot. More in 2024. Justice Reed says, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Great hang should be bigger than JRE. Micah is the best because she reminds me of all the mean women in my family. And Tim acts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you've been mean yet. Oh, has she been mean yet? Yes. Tim acts like all the Tim, men. Didn't you just witness Tim's breakdown just now? That was You weren't being mean, though. Yes, she no, was. Got, she was gaslighting me and got, being mean. You got kind of emotional and excited. Because this is what happens all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's He's not, just a delicate I little flower. I walk around because I'm not the brightest man. So sometimes I have to walk around. I'm like, am I... Am I wrong? Am I this wrong? No, all you're the time? a dandelion ass. You blowing him a little bit, he just poofs in the air. That, Mikey, yeah. you know that's wrong, you fucking whore. How dare you? Yeah. Make it's people gone. sneeze and shit. Yeah, yeah, right. Pollinator. Tim acts like all the men and just smiles and nods as the dag- <laughs> at the daggers. Love yous. All right, thank you. Uh, Steve Ball says, starting on the new year off with a banger. Love that the news is back. And Micah had to stop and make make sure Tim really didn't think that congenital meant with genitals. That was funny. Okay. I I said uh, congenital. It's from the Spanish with genitals. Uh And he thought, he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. No, I didn't. (laughs) I I might have. Hold on, really? I know (laughs) what double caked up means. I'm not sure what congenital means. (laughs) The patron cone queso. I love that. That's amazing. From a Morton Morton Leon, he says, uh, the Patriot rules. Maybe a Patriot Patreon watch along is possible. I want to do a Patriot Patreon. Let's fucking do it. We'll do a Patriot Patreon. And then Chris and Fremantle says, happy 2024, everyone. Daddy Micah and baby Tim have a new set. Let the grape talk flow. Hell yeah, dude. Damn. And where's I'm worried he about He got Uncle around Jem- it by writing grape. Oh, I think I said grape a bunch. I'm um I'm concerned about Uncle Jemima. Uncle Jemima has not commented a- in 2 weeks. Maybe he's storing it up so that he can bust even harder this week. God. We normally have a guy who writes about how he busts to every mm-hmm. episode. So, I don't know. We'll see. To which of you or to your fighting? To, to, to the all whole of it. thing. He likes it's it all. A long time. And it makes me laugh more than anything all week. Maybe maybe And I he's... really miss it. Like not ironically, yeah. the way he busts is so funny to me. Oh, yeah. and he explains how he does it. It's so funny. That's great. Yeah, it's Uncle pretty Jemima, good. Uncle Jemima, if you're fucking edging on the pod, you know, just come back to us. Let us know you're all right. Yeah, just let us know. Even if you haven't busted or we haven't had a bust-worthy pod in a while, just let us know you're okay. We're worried about you. We want you to be okay. So. I mean, I miss him. I miss him, too. I, right. Listen, I don't want. We can't afford to lose fans. So I just Maybe want him to busy be busy or like on vacation out of the country or something. If he's with his family and not busting, I'm going to be so freaking sad. Yeah. Right. He doesn't have a family and got a girlfriend. Yeah, bust in peace, Uncle mm. Jemima. Oh, and his girlfriend mm. got mad because he has to turn on the podcast to know when he Maybe. fucks her? Maybe, like he's got you guys on in the background and she's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, oh, this shit. is insane. And you break up with her. Yeah. Ah. Any woman who doesn't like that isn't worth your time, That's Uncle right. Jemima. You're worth more than that. They care about you. And mm-hmm. they just want to see you happy with the right person. Speaking of, this leads us into a perfect segment, Fall in Love with Micah. Oh. Okay, so this is from Arthur Aronson's list of 36 questions you're supposed to ask each other on a date, and by the end, you're supposed to fall in love with each other. So this is how I get you and Tim to fall in love with me. Maybe someday Tim will. Okay, eventually. I just looked up the question for today, and Tim, 
It is a doozy. Oh, oh God. God. They are getting more and more. In- they get more and more intense as they okay. go. This is the final question in set Ooh. two out of three sets. Okay. Wow. I'm ready. I'm ready. <sighs> How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Wow. That's interesting. That is a dense one. Yes, it is. That is pulling gravity right into the center of the earth. This is supposed to happen on a first date? I don't know, man. You're supposed to ask that on a first date? You're supposed date? to ask them in succession, and by the end of them, you are in love. Now, But this is all supposed to happen in, on one date? I haven't. Or over the is, course of a few dates? This is what I thought when I first read it, and now I'm like, I don't know. But some of the other questions, it says, it says the 36 questions that lead to love is what it says. Mm, some of the... Complete all at once, they can be a shortcut to intimacy in an hour. I would say I can a- answer this. I would pretty good. I would say overall, I think my mom and I have a pretty good relationship. Tim's mom, I do want to caveat, listens to this podcast, so we are not going to get anything revelatory. But I will say, so my mom and I have a pretty good relationship. I would say we get along very well on a very regular basis. It's just that if you stay at her house too long, you realize that she is insane because she is <laughs> the cleanest person you've ever met in your my entire life. My boyfriend has OCD. Yeah. I know what it's like. My mom is very clean, and sometimes the cleanness can get on your nerves a little bit. But Could it be that you are a little bit messy? Oh, I am messy. That there is true. Is, there is... She is a very clean woman. Okay. Even, I dropped, I'm a very clean person, and I notice the cleanliness. I okay. dropped a Chex Mix. I was eating Chex Mix. One fell on the ground. Within three minutes, my mom picked it up off the ground. I go, do you have sensors in the floor? Mm-hmm. What is happening? Yeah. And she was like, well, I know. It's just a mess, you know? Yeah, and I was like, okay. But overall, I would say my mom and I get along very well. I like my mom. I think she's fun and nice. And she's a very – there's very few people nicer than my mom. She's very okay. nice. She's very nice. So, like, because I know, bottom line, like, if I, if Micah got cancer, if anything happened to me, of course, cancer. How do you go to that first? Because, you know, he's planning ahead. Ah, don't him in the will. I know. If we needed anything, my mom would just take care of it. She would just take care of us for as long as we needed. So, I, I would say that my relationship with my mom overall is How many good. out of 10? Out of 10, I'd give it an eight. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. Am I supposed to answer too? Yep. Um, relationship with my mom, complicated? Mm-hmm. Oh, Facebook. Yep. Facebook, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. We had a really <laughs> rough, we have had like ebbs and flows. I've had that with both of my parents yeah. where there's been times in my life where we've been really, really close. There have been times in my life where we couldn't speak on the phone without screaming at each other. I had a lot of resentment for her for a long time. I had to go to therapy specifically about my relationship with my mom for a long time. Um, but now we're in a really good place. Oh, wow. So does that make sense? Where it's like, it's been bad, it's been good, but now, now that I'm an adult and I can see things from like a clearer standpoint, ish, things I had issues with in my like 20s and when I was younger, I understand a little bit better now. And um, we're in a much better place now. So we've had a, a rocky past, but we've kind of like overcome it. That's very mature. Yeah. That's good. A lot would, of therapy. Would your mom say that it's in a good place now too? I think so. Yeah. She probably wants me to call her and hang out with her more because she's said that. Like, you never see me. We don't do this. I, I, I we don't do that. She, I think she wants me to. She has explicitly I mean, told me. She specifically but, said I don't spend <laughs> enough time with her. <laughs> but, but I also, you know yeah. what? I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I think she likes it too. She would and like it too. You know what? Too. And then I moved to New York. So yeah. I probably didn't listen. Um, but no, we talk, we talk pretty often, I'd say. 
But yeah, she's she feels like that. She has five kids, though. So she wishes she could see, like, all of her kids every day. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But yeah. That's nice. And Micah, what about your relationship with your mom? I How mean, would you talk about it? I think my relationship with my mom is incredible. You know, I've only had to talk to her once in the last 12 years. And that's is. really been working out. For me, you know, Love that? I, think, I think my decision to not tell her I was coming home for Thanksgiving last year was possibly one of the most mature and wisest things I've ever done. She didn't even try and pull a drive by on I the house that. when she found out I was there. Good for you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Where's home? Uh, Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a good excuse to never go back. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And they're like running out of water and shit. So. I know. I know. I was like, I don't even have to be worried about people I love dying there. No. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. Great. Alleviate that stress right. when you don't care. I was like, they're old anyway. Yeah. I bet they have enough water till their 90s. And mm-hmm. then who knows, actually. But yeah. No, my brother does live there, but he's old enough. He can move. Mm-hmm. Move. Just move. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Wow. I know. Um, now I ask you guys, do you feel a little more in love with me? Me? I have more questions. Yeah. I feel like if we could have a more in-depth conversation. Uh-huh. I bet then, you might. Then, <laughs> like, then, yeah, probably. Then I might fall in love with you. Slowly, over the course of these questions, information about that relationship has come dripping and drabbing out. Yeah, and, uh, we've learned that Micah had to cut off her mom because she was too good to her. That her her mom was too good to her. Michael was too good to her. Oh mom. yeah, my oh my mom is such a great gal. I just can't keep talking to her. It makes me feel bad about myself. Oh, that's what it is. She's just so successful, such a good mom. Yeah. Everything's perfect. And you're like, God, what am I doing with my life? Right. Yeah. I hear that. It's like if I call her when she's having a heart attack and about to die, then she might want to live. <laughs> we can't have that. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Next yeah. segment. All right, now it's time for either a tip for being a great hang or a fun party story. This is where the guest really gets to shine. Oh, boy. Do you have a fun party story or a crazy party? It doesn't need to be fun. It can be crazy. I was thinking about this, and I'm like, I have so many. I mean, I was a blackout drunk for a decade. That's good. So you have a few. A few more you probably don't remember. So many I don't remember. Most of them I probably don't remember. Um, Do you want a tip to be a good hang? Now I'm sober now. Yes. So, which is different. So, it's a different way to be a good hang now. Which well, I'll take both because I'm newly sober. Oh, congratulations. So, thank you. So, You're I'm fun. always looking for ways to be a better hang as a soberman. Okay. As a soberman, yep. Here's what I'll say. Do you mind sharing how long you've been sober? Uh, 11 months. Oh, congratulations. 11 months. Up on that one year. Yeah, what's your, what, what's your uh, anniversary? January 28th. Dude, that's like soon. That's so exciting. Yeah. Good for you. So I, I was say, a problem. Actually, oh, I really baby. wasn't. So, which is why it took me so long to start. Oh, did you like? You had the. No, I was a great drunk. We were great hangs. That's why the podcast That's why it's is called, called Great Hangs. I was always, everyone, everyone was like, I toward the tail end, it became real problematic, but everyone was like, you were always so much fun. I never yeah. thought you had a problem. I thought it was like, yeah, well, you didn't see me drinking three bottles of wine at home at night. Um, tips for a sober great hang. I think um, offering rides. I do that. But when I'm ready to go. Yeah. So if it's like everybody's hanging out at the bar, it's 11, 11.30. I don't feel like staying out till 2 in the morning. So I'm <laughs> like, hey, guys, I'm taking off. Does anybody need a ride? Does that's anyone take you up on that? Sometimes. Yeah. That's more of a Midwest thing. That's yeah. not so much a New York thing. Um, but I've had so many people cart me around. What if you've drunk? had your license taken away from you? Then that's not an option for you. <laughs> 
Um, you <laughs> that so okay. Then let me think. The other like as a sober but that is a nice. That is a good. That is a good. I movie. do that I mean, every time. I offer rides constantly because I'm like, dude, don't crash your car. Let me come pick you up. Like you, it's not that big of a deal. You know what has been good for me is I get pretty drunk, but I'll be with Micah who is sober, and she'll be like, I want to leave, and I'll be like, oh, I can leave. Yeah. And then I just leave with Micah. So instead of staying out till three, you know. Yeah, you're going home at midnight. I go home at midnight with Micah, and then I'm not as hungover as I'm going to be. I'm still kind of, but I'm not as hungover as I would be the next day. Sure. That's mm-hmm. great. I love that. So that's been good. That's fantastic. Because there's nothing else for me over there. Once Micah leaves, I've got nobody else to fucking help me dog everybody. And then also, nothing great happens after that. I tried to do the hang oh, thing. Well, I do you not try cocaine? I did. Yeah. I used to do coke, yeah. but n- I mean, I don't anymore. Yeah, yeah Mike know? is like nothing good happens after midnight. You gotta wait until six the next morning. That's when you go <laughs> do first call that's at the you, bar. Believe me, I've been at plenty off. of first calls. Um, but yeah, that's like my go-to. Is that I'll, I'm typically like chill. If you are still drinking to be a good hang, just don't fucking fight people. I think it's the easiest thing. Yeah. Don't get in a fight. I have so many friends that want to drink and want to start fights, whether it's with a stranger or they go pick on a dude wearing whatever jersey or with their friend. They want to bring up some shit. I feel like that's such an easy thing to do is just don't start a fight. Yeah. Don't you think? We were in Tampa, uh, Sheen, Arcuri, and I, and we all went to this bar after the show. This was like a couple weeks ago. And we're me and Sheen are waiting for our cure to leave the bar, and people are just like fighting in the streets over by the Tampa Improv. Jeff Sheen kept being like, "We need to get out of here. This is like Fallujah." He kept calling it a war zone. Oh, I didn't even know what that, that was. And that we're in Fallujah, and I was like, Jeff, this is insane. This guy with his shirt off just kept walking around calling people pussies, mm-hmm. just trying to fight them. That's what I mean. Yeah. I got mouthy. When I was drunk, I would get real mouthy because I just felt that no one was going to punch me because I was a woman. And statistically, that was true. Uh, Yes. So I would just spout off to whoever the fuck I wanted to, and I'd cause problems, and I'd get thrown out of places. How many times did you get hit? I've never. I've been in two fist fights, and they oh, shit. both have been with a relative. Oh, <laughs> fuck! Were you drunk yeah. when you fought with yeah, them? Yeah, both times. The one time, um, did I, you win? One, we went one and one. Whoa. Same relative. Because yeah, I'm go. picturing. Sounds aunt, like we need one more. I'm picturing yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Aunt Estelle so and stuff. You're talking about what? I'm picturing like Aunt Old Aunt Estelle or some no, shit like no, that. No, 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 no. My age, my age. Yeah. Um, she hitting you with a fucking Longenberger basket and shit. Both of these happened after danger. I guess this could be a, a party story. Okay, I was here we go. Times. Let's do it. That kind of leads into it. The first time it happened, um, both times happened after day drinking. Uh, I was super drunk. I met this particular relative out at the bar, and they were dating someone who was a manager of this bar, and they were freshly dating, and I showed up fucking daytime hammered, okay? And um, I'm a mess, and I'm ordering, like, this was in my craft beer phase, but I was also an alcoholic, so I didn't give a shit what the beer tasted like. I just went for whatever the highest percentage was. Uh So whatever was 9 10 11%, I would take it. I would make that face the yeah. whole time I was drinking pick, it. I used to do that too, and I'm pick, I I hated that. I don't know. I why. hated it too. It was so gross. But I was committed to being a 2014 craft beer person. You know what I mean? Like in the <laughs> boom of craft beer, I was like, sure. "This is my shit." Um, so I was I, so mad when that happened. Yeah, I 
Why? When the craft I hate, beer I in? hate craft beer. I think it all tastes like shit. I don't really there like some the that ta- are good. I don't even like the taste of beer. I don't either, but I do like craft mac and cheese. Now and one. now we're cooking, Micah. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. I've never had craft mac and cheese beer. Here's the other thing. <laughs> if I would have said, if I would have said that, if I would have been like, oh, and I like craft mac and cheese, Micah, been like, oh, okay, is that what we're doing? That kind of humor, fucking would have dogged my ass for days. But she didn't. So why are you bringing it up? Because she because did, I he, told the joke. Because she told the joke. Right. If I would have told the joke, she would have. He's fucking like, he's like, but I wouldn't me. do it. Like I'm doing it right now. Yeah, like Bitch. you. Fucking, you know what he's doing right now? Do yeah. you know what that was? It's he gaslighting. It's not. I don't know that it's gaslighting, but he comes home and he goes, you know, I didn't give my girl a number today. Or I didn't right. give that girl my number today. Some girl asked me for my number, and I said no. It's like okay, but that's what you're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> like, why are you bragging about it? So anyway, I meet my this relative out at the bar. I'm day drunk. I. uh took issue with the fact that she had a new partner and uh, <laughs> and began to attack her parenting style. Saying ah, that she was a bad mom that's, and that she oh, had shit. no reason to be out all the time and that her priorities were all fucked up. And Well, that, you're at her bar, basically. Well, it's her new, yeah. new part. She is in a new relationship, okay? But that's her bar. Essentially, yes. Yeah. I'm on her grounds. Yes. Hey, my, my so-and-so is over here. Why don't you come hang out, right? And so we go, and that obviously escalates. It's uh, a problem. We take it outside, start pushing each other. And I was so drunk, I could barely, like, stand up. And she clocked me good, man. I woke up the next day at my house. I don't remember the fight at all. I remember starting shit. I remember poking at her. So you started it. it I started like you... it. I 100% started it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like you in. had it coming in a big way. <laughs> but this is also why my advice is don't start fights. Yeah. Right, like, don't right, beat right. me. Don't yeah. be the guy who's always trying to start don't a fight. call you know? your cousin, sisters, someone in your family a uh, bad mom. Yes, because they're trying to have a relationship. You know, <laughs> you know who gets the most mad about it? Bad moms. They get the most mad because they know they're not very good moms. But so then they get even more mad. I think You're right. Just she does sense. sound like a very bad mom. <laughs> There's a sense of She's guilt. hitting women in the street. Well, that is true. She's fist fighting relatives outside of a bar on a Tuesday some, afternoon. Some freaking Jerry Springer shit. 100%. So I don't remember the fight. But I do remember waking up the next day and my eye was swollen shut. Like it was one of those like, you wake up and you are in so much pain. (laughs) Like I had never been in a fight before. Damn, she got you good. Oh, yeah. I had a big black eye. I had a giant bruise under my chin. Damn, has CPS checked out those kids? Caught me with an uppercut. I'm assuming she took it all out on me. Damn, she uppercupped your ass. Yeah. So um, Wait, did you call it uppercup? That's what Miss Pat says. She says uppercupped. I love that. And then I was uppercupping his ass is what she always says. <laughs> so um, that was the first time, and we made up after that, and it was fine. And then a couple years later, um, we were running, <laughs> we were running a ten k. Drunkenly, we're running a ten k. That shit starts like six in the morning. Yeah. Okay, so you wake up, you have like a breakfast sandwich, right, on the way there, and then this particular ten k was sponsored by Tito's. So after the race, it's a ten k. It does not take that long. Yeah. It's like seven thirty in the morning when we're done. They give you like two Tito's drink tickets. So now you're like, it's early in the morning. You've worked out, and now you're drinking vodka on an essentially empty stomach. Insane. So this is seven thirty in the morning. So we do this ten k. We're drinking. We're having a great time, right? But it's downtown Cleveland. 
So we're like, there's all these bars. Let's keep the party going. So we Wait, go to like. They're even open by then. So for the, it's a big because race. of the 10k, they open early. Seriously, because they know how many people are going to be there. So a lot of these bars are opening at like eight, nine, ten in the morning. Dear God. So you do like the sponsored after party where they have all the tents from their sponsors, and you go in and you do your Tito's drinks. You can buy them. There's beer. There's all kinds of stuff. So then we're starting to wander around downtown. And then we start uh, drinking, bar hopping, blah, blah, blah. Again, day drinking. We're having fun. Everybody's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. We get yeah. to the one po- point in the day where we're at a bar. I'm starting to brown out. I'm starting to get a little fuzzy. Sure. Shots have happened. Yes. And um, again, since it's the same relative, we start spouting off back and forth because there's bad blood there, right? So we're going at it. But this time... They were more drunk than I was. Mm-hmm. So mouths are running, and then they grabbed their keys like they were going to go drive. And because I care, I was like, you're not going to drive. You're going to get in an accident. So like, I went to go stop them, and they started to run <gasps> downtown Cleveland, and I tackled them to get them to stop running over like... Yeah, so like, but we're again, that we're both sounds drunk. like a nice thing to do. It is yeah. until she turned and clocked me. Yeah, right. but I, I was on top of her, so I flipped her over and punched her back. <laughs> yeah, her it's back. hard. You don't get as much power, leverage power this way. No, you don't. So she's not closing your eye on a shot like no, that. No, she got me, but it yeah. didn't, she didn't knock me out. Right. So, but I like flipped her over and had her down, and I like gave her like a one, two, real quick, like a don't do this here type of thing and then um i think i can't remember what happened next i don't know if she got up and called an uber or if she took her keys and drove i don't remember how she got out of downtown because again i remember i started to get fuzzy but i had a first date that night perfect so this is probably like noon one o'clock Mm-hmm. It might have been later than that. It might have been closer to two or three because the first date was flexing on me. It was this dude that I met. I used to work in a like a really nice bar. And so people came in. You had to have a membership to be there. You had to have a lot yeah. of money. So this was oh. one of the members was taking me on a date. Cleveland's had, Cleveland has a members-only bar. Yes. Yeah, so they, members-only jackets, too. To keep out, the, keep out the riffraff that punches their relatives. <laughs> yes, well, yeah. I'm a worker. I'm yeah. the help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. So this guy <laughs> is taking me to a Cavs playoff game. Yeah, That's take it, where we're he's going. dipping into the slums a little bit. Right, but so now it's like 3 p.m. I have to get home and shower. I've been out day drinking all day. I just got in a fist fight. I'm hoping I don't have anything going on. So I, I like vaguely remember going out, going home, showering, taking an Uber back downtown. And I met him for dinner. And I remember getting a drink at dinner. And then after that, it's very spotty for me. Mm-hmm. But apparently, we went to the Cavs playoff game. That's fun. This is 2017. Yeah. So this is the year after we won. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal. Okay. These tickets are not cheap. Mm-hmm. And I guess first quarter I passed out in my seat. Oh, so I'm like so no. I'm done for. I'm passed out in the Cavs playoffs on a date. On uh. a date with a man that I'm trying to like. I actually really liked him too. Um but yeah, so then that was the last time. I we tell hang out. my boys I got tickets for me and a date to go to the Cavs game. She passes out. They'd have been pissed. I'm sure that they were. They've been like, You got tickets for some chick you don't know. You could have taken me. I'd have mm-hmm. been like, Yeah, sorry, man. You I fucked up. Damn, dude, if you were out there, man, she's sober now. She has a boyfriend, but I think you still got a chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give it a try. We'll go to another basketball Listen, game. My girl Mary needs in unit 
laundry. Do you hear this? Let's throw her a little cash. Maybe she can swing your way a little bit. And when <laughs> the Cavs come to town to play the Knicks, you guys could have another chance. It would be perfect. But well, yeah, so that's, I mean, I guess that's two partying stories. Those are great. Those, those are, great. are great stories. They're probably my most problematic yeah, in a way. I mean, you never Maybe call, not my most. You never well, call I do this all day. <laughs> the well-rehearsed AA stories we share. Yeah, <laughs> right? Hell yeah, dude. Uh, well, that's great. We only have two more segments left, and I wrote down the title for the episode, which I think is going to pop off. Uh-oh. Fist Fighting Family. There you go. <laughs> Fist, fight your, <laughs> Fist Fight Your Relatives. <laughs> I think that's good. Uh, it, our final uh, real big-time segment, Speak Ill of the Dead. So this is where we talk shit about a dead person. This week, I'm going to talk shit about Idi Amin, the the former dictator of Uganda and a genocidal piece of shit. Idi Amin, I hope you're getting hell getting butt-fucked by the devil if you Idi Ma'amin. Yeah, more like Idi Amini. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. You know what? I, I just really don't like your freaking ass, bro. Yeah, I hope God you damn. eating my ass. Yeah, I hope you eating my ass. I hope the devil's eating your ass with fucking fire tongue, you fucking mm-hmm. asshole piece Nails. of shit. Nails. Damn, right. Tim came out against genocide. Interesting. I came out against on genocide. Record. On record. And a person of color. It's problematic and good at the same time. Good but job. I hope eating, I mean, I hope you're getting butt fucked by the devil. Fuck you, bro. Good job. Mary, do you have someone, or do you want Micah to go? I struggled with this. I didn't know if I wanted to pick a celebrity, or my dad died a couple years ago, and I'm still pretty <laughs> mad at him. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, how personal are we going to get on this? You do whatever I you could, want. I could be really mad at Philip Seymour Hoffman, because he died right when I discovered what a good actor he was. Uh, and uh, it was from doing the drugs that I wished I could do, that like in the amount that he did them, that I was like, I saw whatever the bad guy in Mission Impossible what Mission Impossible was that when he was the bad guy? Four, maybe? I, it was a long time ago, but that's the first Philip Seymour Hoffman movie I saw, and then I started to go back through his catalog oh, and watch incredible. all these movies, yeah. and like, this guy's amazing, and then he died like that year. And I was like, fuck you, dude. You know, like, how did you die right when I discovered how amazing you are? Oh, it's Mission Impossible 3. Damn, I was right in my head, and I didn't say it out loud. Yeah, but that yeah. one. That was the first one where I was like, I like this guy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I mean, In Cold Blood, incredible movie. You know? All of them. All of them. He's so good. He's great. And uh, what's the one? Well, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I hope you're in hell getting butt-fucked by the devil. You don't have... (laughs) You don't have any heroin to fucking ease the pain, brother. Just cocaine. Just heightening it. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds like my heaven. Uh... Okay, Getting and I butt will, fucked by the devil doing cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. That sounds fucking awesome. Butt fucked by the devil. Yeah. Doing lines of cocaine. Okay, I'm going to talk shit on Shivdayal Sharma, who died um, 4-19-2023. As an 82-year-old, um, he was reportedly urinating next to a train track in the region of Alwar, India, when a cow was hit by the express train and the animal was launched 100 feet into the air before landing on Sharma, <laughs> killing him instantly. <laughs> bitch, you got killed by a flying cow. That's you fucking insane. twister-ass death, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking, That's embarrassing. Fucking, you got killed by your the holy animal of your land. God hates you. I hope you're in hell <laughs> yes, getting dude. butt-fucked. By a cow and the devil. I hope the devil and his many arms and dicks are butt-fucking the hell out of you, brother. That's right. Fucking every hole twice. 
Damn, that was a good one, Mike. That is crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's like the news, kind of. See, I'm like, now that I have a better understanding of this, I would have done more research. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? You could have talked shit about your dad, dude. Yeah. We don't really care. We, we We've talked run... shit about our personal relatives already. Now we've just, we're just waiting for more to go. I, just, yeah. I think next week I'll probably talk shit about Mike Shapiro. That's like my only other friend that's dead that I haven't talked shit about, I think. There you go. He was so annoying. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> he was always asking for a ride home. Uh, okay, now it's time. Our final segment. This has been a great episode, Mary. Thank you very much for yeah, coming on. thanks for having me. It's time for sign-offs. Okay. This is where we sign off. Okay. I'll go start. Signing off, it is I, the greatest man to have ever lived. Your Patreon dad, patreon.com slash great hang, where you, if you're not able to make it to our live show, January 14th, will be able to hear the live show on Patreon. So check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash great hang. Your Patreon dad, of course, your free feed best friend, Timothy Grady McLaughlin II. And signing off, it is I, the kindest woman in the world. A woman who thinks it is not your responsibility to make sure that other people are living up to their religious responsibilities. <laughs> A person who believes in freedom of food, freedom of speech, and freedom to rock. It is I. <laughs> You're a dumbass. <laughs> Toey's mom, Mary's new friend, Tim's friend and girlfriend, and your friend and podcast host, Micah Fox. Are you guys signing off? Oh, signing off uh, it is I, Mary Santora. Um, don't fight your friends or your family. <laughs> Nobody likes it. It leads to <laughs> weird funerals and weddings later when you have to see each other. Um, and I like it, actually. You like it? Yeah, all the, all the tension and oh, awkwardness. so much tension. I love it. These two, two or three vodka sodas in and you interrupt uh, the vows. I like it. Uh, <laughs> this was a great time. Um, I'm new to New York, so send me any tips and tricks on how to live here. If you live here, if not, you can check me out on socials, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the day.